Hello and welcome to Spirit Pig. I'm Duncan CJ and I am really excited to be able to introduce a good friend of mine, Mr. Suraj Soda. Uh, Suraj is an extremely successful entrepreneur and in his words, in his own words, a traveller of the world. Uh, he has an international client base and has spoken at conferences and seminars to over 10,000 people. And he has a great passion for teaching other people how to replace their job income and live their dream lifestyle. He's a world record holder. He's skydived, walked on fire, raised money for charity. And he is uh, at present, I think, over 150,000 miles has travelled around the world and uh, and uh, has got many more plane tickets booked for the coming years. So, a, few, a few times around the world. A few yeah. times. <laughs> so, welcome. Thanks, Doug. It's good to be here. You're making me sound a lot more exciting than I really am, but I'll take that. It's a good, good introduction. I wrote that special. Do you like your introduction? <laughs> <laughs> Anything you want to add to that intro? Or did I, uh... um, no, I mean... Uh, you, you've summed it up pretty pretty much exactly uh, how my lifestyle is and how I've mm. worked to build my lifestyle to make my lifestyle. Uh, my back, or what I would add to that is my background wasn't uh, that. My background was very corporate, very stuffy. Mm. You know, and I think a lot of people watching uh, this video will be able to relate to that. Yeah. Um, my background's in law, so very uh, academic. Uh, I studied law at university. I went to uh, a, a good university. I did my legal exams. I went to work in corporate, um, and it was it was a cultural thing as well. You know, my family wanted me to go down that route, um, and I did. No. I was good at my job, but I didn't love it, and that yeah. that was the essence. I didn't have the passion to wake up on Monday morning and say, "I can't wait to get on the tube, sit with three hundred people, yeah. and get into a little office or a pod of an office um, where I was doing stuff and essentially." Uh, making someone else richer yeah. and not really uh, advancing myself from a lifestyle point of view. Um, yeah, my, I was climbing the career ladder and the corporate ladder, but that didn't, didn't really appeal to me. I wanted to climb the lifestyle ladder, if, if, if you can call it that. Um, so that's all I would add to that. But um, uh, in a nutshell, I left that world and, and tried to build this new lifestyle for myself. Fantastic. Because, yeah, no, I was, um, was going to say that that was one, one of the questions I was going to ask about just, yeah, like, why did you quit? And just it, just it just didn't feel right. It wasn't your passion. Like you'd spent, you know, years of training, thousands of pounds. Obviously, you know, you had this great job, great salary, but just just didn't just didn't feel right. You know exactly. And, and that was that was the thing. I, was, I think I was quite fortunate to realise that very early on in my career. I was only I think two years or if if that into my my legal career. I realised that hang on, I'm going to be doing this for a long time, yeah. <laughs> um, and life is a lot longer than you think it is when you're 18 and you're at university and you think, yeah, I want to do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. That rest of my life is a long time. Yeah. So you really have to make sure uh, you're going to be enjoying that rest of my life period uh, and not just doing something by default because oh, I, I did it at uni, so I might as well just get on with it and have a job and have a career in that in that field. Um, and I was fortunate enough to have the support around me. Um, and you know, I love reading personal development books and going to seminars. And I, I, I saw this other, other world, this other side of... Uh, uh, the, the world of how people think and this, mm. this different mindset about fulfillment and passion and f fulfilling your passion and following your passions mm. and I realised that hang on if I don't do something about this now I'm going to very quickly get stuck in this rat race and this 9 to 5 whatever you want to call it mm. and it's going to be very difficult or it's going to be more difficult getting out of that yeah. once I'm 10 years in mm. um, you know with all the commitments and the, all that sort of stuff that comes with it um, my thinking behind it and my excuse, uh, if, if, you know, which is what I called it at the time, was let me just try something else. Let me see what else is out there. 
with the Test full, the water, dip yeah, your toe in it. with the full intention of going back to my corporate okay. job yeah. as a as a failsafe, as a backup, right? And um, so that's where I came from uh, from a mindset point of view. Um, and it's been seven, eight years now, and I'm, I don't think I'm going back. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, still sending in my sick notes. Okay. Um, but and that, that, that's basically where it came from, yeah. you know, not having that fulfillment, not loving what I did. Like I said, I think I was good at my job. You know, mm. my, I, I got on well with the people. It wasn't that I didn't like my workplace. I didn't like the people I worked with. They're still friends of mine today. I still keep in touch with them yeah. today. I go for lunch with my old boss every few months. And every, uh, uh, na- even now, it's been so many years. So that wasn't the problem. It was, I didn't love the lifestyle. Mm. Um, I didn't want to uh, you know, uh, age uh, whilst working in an office. Yeah. I wanted to uh, see the world. I wanted to travel. I wanted to, to spend more time with my family and friends. And I think the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak, was when my boss said to me uh, one day, and I remember this very, very clearly, he said to me, he said, Sir, you're doing a great job. You know, if you keep going like this in about 15, 20 years, you'll make partner. I said, 15 to 20 years. And I sort of quickly calculated how old I would be at that yeah. time. I thought, wow, like, I'm going to be spending the, the you know, the, my, my, my youth, as it were, in my 20s and my 30s, just working like a, like, like, like a madman for someone else with the, the, oh, yeah. the, the maybe the hope of making a partner level. If you play it right, yeah. If, if I play if, my cards if, right. If, if, you, if you don't make any mistakes in the next 20 years. Exactly. And what are the chances of that, right? <laughs> I mean, life is all about making mistakes and yeah. learning from them. So... That, that's what made me realise, I thought, hang on, what else can I achieve in 15 to 20 years without chasing this title, you know? Um, and I realised it's not all about title. It's not all about what your, your business card says or what your job title is. Um, not all about qualifications. Uh, and that's when this, I got this bug of following my passion and, and it was the, the best decision I ever made to leave my job. Fantastic. It's, yeah, so it's, it's a brave decision. I mean, if, if you felt pressure... If you felt that sort of pressure through sort of family or society into taking that career in the first place, to then actually say, oh, no, yeah. it doesn't feel right. You know, obviously, it's, it's, a, it's a tough and it's a brave decision. So um, a lot of people, I mean, I, I see a lot of people, um, you know, day to day, you know, friends, family, but like out there, I mean, a lot of people are in jobs which, you know, it's it, yeah, similar to you. It, it's OK. You know, it's, it's, it's a good job. It's fine. They don't hate it. Yeah. Um, but it's it pays the bill, allows them to go out and do what they want at the weekend. But you know, it's not that passion. Like, what, what, what you know, what's your opinion on that? I mean, obviously, do you think if something you know is feels, um, I mean, do you, do would you encourage everyone just to be like you know just search for that passion, search that passion? Yeah, you know? absolutely. What what have you got to lose? Um, I what I wouldn't recommend. I wouldn't recommend anyone to do this. Is do what I did which was decide that I wanted to follow my passion and the following week handed my notice. Okay. Um, in, in, in a fantasy world, that sounds really good. Yeah. But in reality, 30 days later, when you're not getting your payslip that day, you think, hang on, your what, what have I done? Your passion isn't quite so exciting. Exactly. <laughs> suddenly, this thing that you've, you know, you've told everyone about, I'm really passionate about this, yeah. but you're not going to be earning any money from it. Mm. In reality, it was difficult. And living in London, you know, you've got bills to pay and, yeah. and suddenly you're not getting a, a regular salary. It's scary and yeah. it's, it's daunting and it puts you off. And so many times I said, what am I doing? Why don't I just go back to my job? And, and, then, and then people around me were like, that, you know, don't sell yourself out like that. Just keep going, keep going. And I was, like I, said, I was fortunate to have that support network around me. But to people who are in their job and they're doing okay and, you know, 
they don't uh, really love it, everyone's got a passion, right? So everyone has got something that they would be rather doing than going to their job. Mm. Um, I think there was a stat that said, you know, like 85% of people would, if they had an opportunity, would change their job tomorrow. Um, so a lot of, it's a lot of people, right? It's like most people in the world. So if, if, if someone listening to this falls into that category or into that mm. bracket, into that statistic, find something, first of all, that you can uh, uh, be passionate about and from, from a business point of view, that you can maybe turn into a business. Mm. Now, it's not always a good idea to turn your passion or your hobby into a business because mm. it kind of ruins your hobby sometimes. You know, a hobby sometimes is good as a hobby and turning it into a passion could could ruin that for you yeah. because uh, so turning it into a business could ruin that for you because you've got so many other things to think about when you're running running it as a business. You've got costs, overheads, clients, income, profit, all that yeah. sort of stuff. Which takes the fun out of the passion. Which takes <laughs> the fun out of the hobby or the passion, yeah. right? So you have to be careful that uh, about that and you have to be super passionate about it to be able to to go through that roller coaster ride of entrepreneurship and profits and losses and everything that comes with running a business. Um, but start looking for something. Don't just say, I'll do it next year. I'll yeah. do it, you know, this time next year I'll be living the, living the life. It won't happen unless you actually do something about it. So what, what you said about um, don't suddenly hand in the notice the next day reminded me of something. Um, the Roger Hamilton, yeah. um, Wealth Dynamics guy, I mean, he said um, uh, even Superman had to be Clark Kent at some stage. Right. So um, that idea of maybe have it in the background, like, you know, give it some, you know, stoke the fire. Yeah. And then once it's up and running, what, and then have exactly. the notice rather than... Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's, that's a great analogy. Uh, because you you, you want to get a bit of momentum going, mm. you know. Uh, from thinking of thinking about this from a realistic and uh, a practical point of view, uh, you know, in real money terms, uh, if you've got costs, if you've got other commitments, if you've got a mortgage, if you've got yeah. a young family, sure. um, you've got responsibility. So you have to think about it from a little bit more of a practical point of view. But that's not to take away from the whole concept of following your passion, yeah. and that is, in my opinion, always always the right thing to do. Yeah. Whether it's in a job. And I'm not saying, I'm not rubbishing having a job. No. If someone has a job, they're very fortunate to have a job. Uh, you know, in recent years with the economy going up and down, you know, having a job is, is not a bad thing. No. But as long as it's something that you love doing and that is fulfilling you as a, as, a, as a person. Yeah. And would you, would you feel right now, you know, what you're doing, you know, do you feel like you are living your passion, your purpose? Or do you think there's, there's still things which you're not, you know you haven't sort of fully explored or how, how do you sort of sum up where you are right now? Like, are you on, on purpose, on passion? I'm loving what I'm doing. Yeah. I think, uh, I, I, I love waking up in the morning and coming to the office and doing work. Yeah. You know, I, I love saying, Oh, I'm going to work. Uh, and, and that for me is exactly where I wanted to be. Yeah. You know, seven, eight years ago when I, when I left my, my corporate job, the place that I want to be. And I told myself is I want to say, or I want to feel like going to work. Yeah. I want to say I'm working and love it. Um, and that this is my work. And, uh, that, I think that's exactly where I am right now. So at this point in my life, yeah, I'm, I'm on passion. I'm on point. Uh, I'm on target to, to living that, that life of, of, uh, uh freedom and fulfillment that, yeah. that I've always wanted. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. What, what does a fulfilled life, I mean, you, you touched on it there, obviously the work side, but what, what does a fulfilled life mean to you? I mean, is it, is it, 
is it family is it, is it combination is it the passion is it the work like what does what does a fulfilled life there's a combination of, of a number of things I don't yeah. think you can pinpoint it down or I certainly can't to one thing too dyslexic I've got like <laughs> eight pages I like this this exactly yeah. uh, but I think it's a combination of things you know uh, first and foremost being able to work on my own terms mm. um, and not having to sell my time for money as such mm. um, and that's essentially what you're doing in a job you know, you're working a certain amount of hours you're going to get a certain amount of sure. money in return for yeah. giving up that amount of hours, right? Piggy, almost like, you know, it's like uh, your pocket money. Like, exactly. I would trade 10 hours, okay, here's my pocket right. money. You're trading okay. time for money, yeah. and, and we're limited in how much time we can trade. Mm. We can't trade 24 hours a day um, because we need to sleep, and we need to eat, and we need to socialize and be human. Mm. Um, so, you know, that was the first thing. I didn't want to limit my, myself from a purely from an earnings point of view. Say, so I only want to work... I only want to earn money when I work. So uh, a fulfilled life for me uh, means having my business or my work work for me mm. in a way. So even when I'm not working per se, um, uh, I'm still earning money. Uh, so, and I'm not earning money based on how much time I put in. So it's um, mm. uh, working smarter rather than working harder mm. and all those types of things. Um, and then it's about uh, you know uh, being able to spend time with my friends and my family whenever I want. Uh, having that flexibility of uh, working from wherever I want as well, you know, um, uh, being an online, uh, having an online business means I can work from anywhere yeah. as long as I'm online. I can be here, uh, I can be in, in, in the States where, I, where I'm uh, speaking at a seminar, I can be in, in the Middle East and Dubai where I spend a lot of time, or I can be at home in my bedroom. Right? Wearing pyjamas. Wearing my pyjamas or something like that, or watching Netflix or watching TV at the same time. Uh, and that's the beauty of an internet business. Mm. Now, we do have, obviously, client-facing stuff as well. But for, for the majority of it, um, it's all about being able to work when when you want and where you want. And having that flexibility of spending time with whoever you want, whenever you want. Um, and you know what, Duncan? Sometimes it's as mundane as being able to work from home because you're waiting for, waiting for an Amazon delivery. Yeah. Uh, and that sounds really boring. And You've got choice, isn't got it? Choice, if, right. If you want to get yeah. that option. Hopefully people don't think that I quit my job so I can wait at home for sure. deliveries. You've just, in the, last, in, the last, <laughs> in the last 30 seconds, you've mentioned home deliveries, Amazon, Netflix. I there think, you go, yeah. Is this you're telling us? <laughs> <laughs> but but that, that's, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah. It's the lifestyle. So whilst I'm watching a bit of Netflix or uh, you know, something as mundane <laughs> as, as working from home because I need to need to wait for a delivery. Mm. Um, it, I, I have that choice, yeah. and I think if, going back to your original question, if I had to pinpoint it down to something, it would be choice. Um, uh, the, the, the lifestyle, the freedom, the fulfillment to me means having choice, yeah. and that unfortunately, Duncan, is what those eighty-five percent of people who hate their jobs they don't have, or they feel they don't have choice mm. uh, because of fear or because of you know, a lack of education about what what's possible, or di- uh, they're not believing in themselves, or not having the right mindset. So I think that you, you you've, you've sort of drawn that out of me. Yeah. It, it must be choice, yeah. Yeah, done purpose. Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. This is all doing. planned. You know, this is all orchestrated. You do it's natural. <laughs> you know exactly what you're doing. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, how would you recommend um, people find sort of their their why or their purpose? Like, do we should we just wake up and we should we everyone should just instinctively know it, or is this something which you can work on, you know, reflection, like a lot of introspection, asking yourself the right questions. Yeah. I mean, did you like, did you just, did you just know, or you I mean, you talked earlier about going to a lot of um, seminars and conferences and I can completely um, vouch for this. I think you used the phrase, it's like another world. You yeah. don't, until you've actually been to one and then suddenly 
you're on some sort of mailing list, and then suddenly you're going to another one. Yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. You suddenly, and it's, you know, you're hearing these things, you're reading books, and, you know, it's a completely different sort of mindset yeah. point of view. Like, did you just, did you just know, or is this something which takes a lot of, like, work, do you think? I think everyone knows it deep down what their what their real passion is mm. or what their real purpose is. Um, I don't think I found my ultimate purpose, or, you know, uh, in that sense. But I found my passion, mm. and through that, I'm I have no doubt that I'll find my my purpose here yeah. through my passion. Um, now everyone has their passions, everyone has their purposes, and you do have to dig a bit deep to find it. And the reason for that, for most people, this doesn't apply to everyone, but for most people. They're, they're trapped in that way of thinking that um, you know to, to live a fulfilled life, they need to get a good education, get a good job yeah. that is, is a secure job that they can retire on with a good pension and yeah. all that sort of stuff. There's nothing secure about having a job because no. it's out of your hands whether you get fired or yeah. not. Um, whereas when you're working for yourself, and again, I don't want to completely rubbish having a job. No. I think it's very respectful, very honourable to have a job and, and, and put your life towards someone else's company, yeah. uh, but it's not for everyone. Yeah. Um, but there is a bit of digging to do, a bit of soul searching. It might take some some uh, a long time to find what your real passion or your real purpose is. And a lot of time that light bulb moment won't come for, for many years down the road, but at least you're on that journey. And you don't necessarily have to know where you're going or when you're going to yeah. have that light bulb moment, but at least you know you're on the right path. Yeah, absolutely. And um, <clears throat> you were talking about, well, obviously you've, very successful uh, the internet business being able to work from anywhere um, and you're doing something which you're which you're passionate about um, but I just want to ask like can anyone really I'm kind of teeing you up here because I kind of I, I don't know I think I know where it will okay. go but um, can anyone really make a living doing what they love just you know by following their passions because I know you mentioned it's not always a good thing to follow your passion but say for example like my absolute passion is it's a stupid example but is going to fun fairs riding roller coasters that lights me up i talk about it all day long i can you know i can write about it read about it everything is i just love roller coasters like that's my passion how could how could i turn my passion into a business like for example that's that's a stupid example so i'll give you a stupid answer (laughs) i'll give you a stupid answer for your stupid example um in and this only works in this day and age yeah 10 years ago i know this this, i would not even have been able to think of this answer um there are people out there who make a killing just making YouTube videos of roller coasters, for yeah. example. So go on your roller coasters, attach a little GoPro camera to your head or to your helmet or something, and just go on every roller coaster you can possibly get onto yeah. and not review them, but make it a bit funny and, and be the roller coaster guy yeah. where you're the guy that goes <laughs> around the world going on roller coasters and see how many times you throw up or yeah. whatever it might be. Something a bit, a bit silly like that. And, you know, on YouTube, you can monetize your videos. Now, I've got a YouTube channel where my videos are monetized, and I'm nowhere near as funny as someone who would be called the roller coaster guy. But that's video... a new business idea. There you go. Yeah, someone, someone's, someone's going to be buying that domain up right know, now, yeah, the rollercoasterguy.com or something. Um, but my videos generate revenue for me, yeah. um, and uh, m- most of my videos are uh, business tips and that sort of stuff. So it's a very small uh, uh, audience, but they generate revenue. Mm. Now, there are YouTube entertainers, YouTubers who make millions, millions of dollars and pounds every year entertaining people on YouTube because Mm. it's easy now to publish content and that turns into a business. So if you love roller coasters or if you love, you know, eating weird things or you you love walking backwards in the street, 
or whatever daft passion that you have or daft like hobby that, that you have. Like that kinked your mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kinked you backwards in the street. And, and, and I'm not making stuff like this up. No. I've seen video. I've yeah. seen people do this online and the videos have had millions of views. They've got thousands of subscribers mm. and they are making money. Yeah. Um, and it's a very unique, non-traditional way of earning money and not very many, many people understand that, right? And it doesn't seem like a real business. Mm. A lot of people still say to me, oh, Suraj, when are you getting a real job? Mm. I'm like never. <laughs> this is my job, and this is what how I make money. Yeah. Um, so you can make money in this day and age in the right way, as long as your hobby, uh, your, your hobby is, uh, you know, it's legit. You can. There's other people who want to to who, have, who share that hobby and passion. But touching on what That's you said it. before, it's not necessarily always a good idea to turn your hobby or passion into a business. Mm. Always follow your passion. You know, spend time with your hobbies. But really think hard about turning it into a business because it has a, a potential to sort of ruin that for you if you get it wrong. You know, if the business doesn't do very well, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you might start turning against that hobby. You might think, I hate roller coasters. <laughs> this damn roller coasters ruined my life. Um, so you want to be careful of that. Sure. Um, no, because I think, yeah, you, you, you said it there, but um, if you were, in, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's, Underwater basket weaving, like if you're interested. In underwater something, basket weaving, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> if you're interested in something, I mean, there's going to be other people around, and exactly. it's the idea of nowadays with the internet, it's about building often communities, isn't it? It's that idea that of is. you know, if you've got an interest, create a place like a, a home, like an online yeah. home, where people can come together and share those interests and share Absolutely. those passions. Absolutely, um, I've seen videos, Duncan, of, and I won't mention any names here, but. Um, people who uh, go around the street looking for roadkill, um, and they then take a bite out of it. So whether it's a squirrel or a rat or a chicken or whatever it might be, yeah. they'll 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 pick it up and they'll just take a bite out of it. Now that's weird, right? <laughs> but this guy's got millions <laughs> and millions of followers on his social media accounts. He gets sponsored by various companies and various. Uh, uh, for various promotions, um, and he's his videos are monetized on YouTube, so he makes money from them. And if that's his hobby, good luck to him. <laughs> but there are people who who like that sort of stuff, so it doesn't matter. We're, we're in, a, in a in a in a day and age now where it doesn't really matter mm. if your hobby is a bit weird, um, as long as there's an audience for yeah. it, you can give someone else value <laughs> from sharing your hobby with them. Fantastic. Um, as as much as I love that topic, I'm going to take a slight detour. <laughs> Moving swiftly. <laughs> um, I, I heard, um, I read, well, actually, it was in a previous interview that I was watching of yours, and you said, um, you mentioned some advice that you um, were given by a mentor, and you said, if you keep encountering struggles, that's a good sign because it's a sign that you're moving forward. Yeah. Um, can you just maybe just elaborate on that a little bit? So imagine if you're um, in, in business or in work or in a particular time in your life, mm. it doesn't have to be work related, it can be a personal matter as well, and you find that you're not coming up against blocks, yeah. roadblocks, struggles in life, hard decisions that you have to make, uh, things that are trying to work against you or seemingly work against you. Most people would look at that and, and, and say, oh, this is not for me or uh, I'm going backwards or yeah. this is not working. Actually, that is the best sign that you are moving forward because if you're standing still, if you are stationary and you're not moving, moving yeah. there's nothing to block you mm. right you're just standing still if you're moving forward you're going towards a specific goal or specific outcome inevitably you're going to come across challenges 
uh, you know, di- difficult decisions. So instead of looking at that in a negative way, spin it around and change the meaning of those obstacles to say, well, I'm moving forward. And if you're driving a car and you want to get from A to B, you might have a traffic light, a couple of traffic lights that block your way, some speed bumps, um, some learner drivers, some uh, roundabouts. You might have, you know, a roadblock. You don't suddenly think, oh, forget this, I'm going to turn around and go back home. Sure. You keep going. You get around that. If there's a block, a roadblock there, you try and find a way around it. Or you sit and wait until it clears. Mm. Uh, if there's a, a bit of traffic, you try and find your way around it. But ultimately, with that absolute intention of getting to B, yeah. to your, your end destination. Mm. So what if there's all red lights? So what if it's a roundabout? So what if there's a roadblock? You're not going to suddenly just change your life and say, well, actually, forget it. Yeah, you, you'll you'll ride it out. You'll figure out a way around it. So by noticing those uh, obstacles coming coming your way, it's a, it's an absolute guaranteed sign that you're moving forward. And there's also another great quote. I can't remember who said it, but it was something like, "Just when you feel you're at the end of your tether, or you're just a, you feel like you're just at the very end of your patience and you're about to quit, you're much closer than you think to the success that you are trying to chase." Um, so don't be put off or, or disillusioned or disenfranchised with your ultimate ambition, your end destination, mm. just because you've got a few obstacles. Yeah, fantastic. And I, I also like we're going to say some more quotes where we don't actually know who actually yeah. the person is. But there's another one. It's like um, whenever you face an obstacle, it's a, it's an indication of actually how much you want something. So yeah. um, I think without those obstacles, if, if you're stopping there, then obviously you don't want it enough. Absolutely. Have you, have you read the book? Um, called go for no i haven't no i've heard of it yeah no, it's, it's 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 an interesting one it's um that concept of, of like rather than being trying to go for successes if you if you know that uh to get something you know i'm gonna probably be i'm gonna give this a bit of crap synopsis but um if you know that for every 10 sales calls that you do nine of them are going to be no's but on average you get about one in every yeah. 10 then rather than trying to you know focus on trying to get that call you got to focus on just trying to get nine no's. Yeah. You, you know, if you're focusing on the no's, you know, you know that the yes will take care of itself. Exactly. And so it turns the whole thing on its head rather than thinking of no as sort of a negative thing as in, you know, you know, this is, you know, actually you're going for no's. Yeah. Um, the, the author, um, uh, here, like I said, I can't remember his name, but he, in, in his company, I think they had, um, they had like an, an, an award and actually it's almost like the golden spoon, but it's an award every year. The most prestigious one is for the most failures or the most no's, um, and actually that's the one that amongst the organisation everyone wants the most yeah. because you know you got twenty thousand no's. Absolutely, okay. and it's a, it's a sign that you're you're moving forward. Absolutely. Yeah, and you know person I mean? actually who also has the most no's almost exclusively is the same person who's actually the most successful, who's, right. who's who, you know who's got the most closes, the most sales. Absolutely, um, yeah. that so, makes complete sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it's an interesting book. Recommend everyone. I'll chuck that in the, the show notes. Do it. Yeah. Do you do you have any sort of particular success or happiness habits? Do you like do you meditate? Do you have like a gratitude thing? Do you have daily exercise? Like how do you you said you you have a men, you had a mentor yep. you go to conferences but do you have any like sort of daily practices routines or anything? Doesn't matter. I you don't. I don't. Um, I'm not very spiritual in that sense about mm. meditation or um, uh, affirmations or anything mm. like that. But what I what I do like to do. Uh, and not necessarily on a routine, like a daily basis, but I love to just read blogs. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm a blogger, work on the work online, so I spend a lot of time reading uh, inspirational blogs, um, uh, listening to and watching interviews with 
with, with experts and with entrepreneurs who are super successful that I want to emulate or at least that I'm inspired by. Mm. Um, and that's what I do. I'm, I'm not really much of a meditator or um, someone who will, uh, you know, repeat things to myself to make myself believe it. I'm not, you know, I mean, I believe I'm in beautiful. Person. I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful. <laughs> it's I'm not strong. working. It's I'm not good. working. It is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I'm more of a, uh, I'll actually consume the content and just mull it through my, in my mind. I don't like to um, necessarily sit in, 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 in silence and, and, and clear my mind. Mm. I like to have lots of things going on and I yeah. like a bit of noise around me. Um, I like to listen to music. I like driving. So I'm not very spiritual, but I, no. there's certain things I do. I wouldn't really call them rituals, no. but, um, uh, you know, my main thing is I love reading, reading content. Yeah. Fantastic. You mentioned one a few before we started addicted to success, which you say you, you read often and yeah. podcasts are like, I, I'm, I was quite late to the game in the podcast. I only discovered them about a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, it was complete revelation. Yeah. And now we just, got hundreds and hundreds listening to all sorts and um just you know even even on just you know you're, you're waiting you know in, in a queue to a line you're you're just walking you know to the local cafe you're popping out to pick up some food just that 10 15 minutes yeah. um if it's my if, if you listen to my ones it sounds so hectic because you've got an option to change the speed right and so i've took them on two double speed so i've trained my head to like so i'm listening to you like hello my name is duncan how are you doing <laughs> so um, consuming more content consuming yeah, consuming more content are there any books that you've uh, you've read that you recommend or that have had like a had an impact on your life? Yeah, um, you know the the usual ones that everyone's heard of, the Think and Grow Rich um, by Napoleon Hill. You've got um, Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Those ones are the staple books yeah. that everyone's read. Right, but right. there's one book in particular I love, and it's not a, a complete obscure book. It's, it made the bestsellers list, but not very many people have heard of it. It's called The Go Giver. Uh, so I think the go-getter, but flip it around the go-giver. Okay. Uh, it's by uh, a man called uh, Bob Berg, and he lives in Miami in Florida. And I read this book on a recommendation from someone in the personal development world, and I bought it, and I read it in one sitting. It's an easy-to-read fable storybook. It's not mm-hmm. like a textbook. And it talks about uh, these uh, five laws of stratospheric success. And I love the book so much, uh, Duncan, I flew to Miami to have an audience with the <laughs> author. I loved it, and I thought, uh, this guy was having a seminar, I said, I want to go there, I want to spend some time with him, I want to have a coffee with him, and just absorb his, his way of thinking. And that book, uh, let me tell you, changed the way I do, my, I, I do business and I run my, my, uh, my, life, my life. The reason for that is not because the book said stuff that I'd never heard of before. Mm. If anything, it was the complete opposite. The book told me everything that I already knew. And as I was reading it, um, and as you'll read it, and as anyone listening to this will read it, we're, uh, they'll start thinking, I knew that. Yep, that makes complete sense. Um, that's exactly what I, I, I knew already. Mm-hmm. But it's about implementing it. It shows you almost how to implement those ways of life mm-hmm. in your business and in your life and your relationships and what have you. So that's the one book that I recommend. Uh, it, it, it's, you can get it on Amazon, get an ebook version or Kindle version, mm-hmm. and it's just brilliant. I uh, highly recommend reading The Go Giver. The Go-Giver by Bob Berg. That's right. Fantastic. I'll make a note of that. And yeah. Um, yeah, next time we'll see, I'll, I'll tell you what I think of it. Good. Fantastic. And um, we're coming towards the end now, but I just wanted just to uh, just reference just something which I heard, you know, what, what you wrote on the um, bottom of your about page. You said, um, most of what I've achieved is down to always backing myself and having the belief that anything can be achieved if you have enough passion and motivation to make it happen. And 
Um, it kind of just made me started made me think about. I've just read the um, the Steve Jobs autobiography yeah. and about the Apple um, journey and their line. You know, the ones who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones that do. Um, and it wasn't so much a question, but more just I just wanted just to maybe just just maybe just elaborate a little bit on that. I, I love it. It's um, you just you've always just had that sort of just belief in you know that you can actually you can achieve anything. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Can you just maybe just. So that concept of always backing yourself mm. is, you know, it's, it's a different way of saying, you know, be your own best friend yeah. or be your own best coach uh, or be your own Cheerlead. best cheerleader, yeah. right? Um, and that's what it's a concept of. So it's not necessarily a new concept, but it's about backing yourself with your ideas, your thoughts, um, your actions, and being confident in what you're doing is the right thing to do, even if ultimately it doesn't get you the end result that you want, because it's always going to be a learning experience. You can take something away from it. Um, and you never, and you know, you never really do anything without learning, learning from it, whether it's a success or a failure. And like you said uh, before, um, you know, with the go for no concept, even if you get nine no's before you get that one yes, you're still a learning process. You're going through that learning process. It's mm-hmm. never a failure. Um, so always backing yourself basically means be your own best friend. Uh, be confident in the decisions you make um, and have conviction with uh, have conviction in what you're what you're saying in what you're doing in uh, what you're thinking what you're advising other people to do and obviously practicing what you're preaching yeah. so uh, you know it, it's 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 a concept of being confident but not arrogant and uh, being sure of yourself and not uh, saying that you know, am I doing the right thing or yeah. is this you know, should I ask someone before I do this no back yourself mm. you know be your own backup if you imagine yourself uh, standing there making a decision and having an army of people behind you backing you up that's the feeling that you should be having when I say back yourself uh, that you know you've got a lot of support behind you fantastic and um, so yeah the, the, on the one hand you're backing yourself like I can do this and then on the other hand being a constant sort of student of life, realizing actually I've got so much to learn. There's so many people who you know can teach me and who I can learn from. So that constant curiosity and being a student of life, but then along you know actually backing yourself and you know thinking you know hey I can do this and exactly you know, sometimes we'll probably be wrong, but hey you know is in just yeah just keep on going exactly and that's what it's all about. I think you said to me um, uh, earlier on as well. It's about knowing not necessarily knowing where you want to go, but knowing that you're on the right path as well. So that, that, that's what it's all about, I think. Fantastic. And um, fine, that was fantastic. And just going to just give everyone a quick, you know, how, how can we find out more about you? As in, you know, how can people connect, get in touch, um, what you've got coming up, like, you know, what's the best way? So the best way to keep in touch with me is either on, on Twitter, it's at Surasoda, this is my name, or my website, surasoda.com. Uh, and that's where, you know, I'm, I'm sharing most of my stuff. And you know, on Instagram, again, it's just my name. And I'm, I'm sharing stuff that is not always business related it's just life related right it's yeah. about my lifestyle it's about my travels you know i share some photos sometimes of, of my of my family and my friends when i'm out and about and that's what for me makes business uh, really fun because I can, I can make it personal um i don't believe in this concept of separating business and personal or mm. business and pleasure why can't business be personal and yeah. uh, i think that's a lot where a lot of people miss miss the trick i think uh, as in I've, I've been guilty of that as in a couple of years ago when i was starting up this business as in I almost it, it was it wasn't conscious but I had almost like work Duncan and then I had sort of relaxed social yeah. Duncan and there was almost this disconnect and it, it didn't it, I don't know it, it was so almost it, it felt like what the stuff I was putting out there as in even though it was you know 
trying to just do the best I could. It was it was nothing. You know, it was just it, it felt there was there wasn't synergy between just how you live your everyday life, and then suddenly I'm like, okay, I'm now in work mode, and um, yeah, that was been an interesting lesson. Exactly. Yeah, there shouldn't be this big divide between your work, you know, your play, your you know, it's you know, it an authentic extension of who you already are. Exactly. Anyway. Especially nowadays with the advent of social media and how connected people are to each other, mm. um, having two personalities is, is, I don't think that's the right way about it. No. Fantastic. And so, thank you so much, Siraj. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, and we'll see you on the next episode of Spirit Pig. Thanks, Thanks. David.